0: Welcome to another episode of Clear to Close, where our goal is to get you clear to close. Today, I get the great privilege of introducing you to one of our hosts here, Carson Jones. And we want to get to know Carson a little bit better. So you have an idea what's behind him, what makes him tick kind of thing. So let's start with the easy question. Uh, I hope at least easy. That would be hmm. what got you into real estate? Like
1: what What got you on this path to, to be a real estate agent? Yeah, that honestly, that's a complicated answer because hmm. I, I don't even really know exactly what got me out of the path. I was uh, running a golf store here in town and uh, a little bit more kind of entrepreneur, doing my own thing. And then I... Uh, one day, I don't know what it was, but I just, I was looking around at different things and I was like, you know, I wonder how tough it'd be to get my real estate license. And I, I said, I'm decent at sales. I might be able to do that. And so I go in and I, uh, um, I started looking online and sure enough, I, I said, I'll try it. I'll, I'll just pay the, pay the fee, get my, try to get my real estate license. And I actually, as soon as I started really getting diving into it, um, most of the time, the real estate course is going to take you two to four months anywhere in there. And I just hammered through that thing as quick as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And I've never really been one that's very good at school, very good at test taking, but with the real estate exam, something about me or maybe, maybe it was God telling me you need this. Mm -hmm. And it just made me, work a little extra hard to get done with that school. So I got done with the school, I uh, got my real estate license out of, out of nowhere. And it was November of 2017 that I was officially licensed for the first time. And, uh, honestly, by summer of 2018, I was ready to start doing it completely full time. I, uh, I stopped working at the golf store and really just said, you know what, this is, this is it. This is the way for me to go for, uh, for some time here. And, uh, It's kind of been nonstop ever since. Yeah. I remember
0: when I first met you at the golf store, you had the California custom golf, which was a little more of a high-end golf fitting, more of a high-end kind of club. And I always thought you'd be a good real estate agent. You know, you you just, your customer service and your, how you talk to people and all that kind of stuff, new your stuff. I always thought that, you know, not everybody can be this thing. Everybody thinks, oh, it's great. There's, there's money to be made and all that kind of stuff. But it definitely takes a certain personality to, to still be sales and customer service oriented and and that type yeah, of stuff.
1: well, yeah. and and, and I'll, I'll admit, I'm actually, I'm I'm a pretty lazy person, especially when it comes to, uh, to things that I don't enjoy doing. I can be very <laughs> lazy with it. Yeah. And so uh, real estate is one of those things where it was rare for me to find something that I was, I was up and ready to get going. You know, I was ready to to get to work and ready to make it happen. And uh, real estate kind of changed a little bit of my extra laziness in, in a lot of areas of my life. And, uh, yeah, it's just been something that I've enjoyed doing. I, I've, I I like working with clients, but more than that, it's, it's become something where I like having a client that comes back to me and comes back again Hmm. and, uh, kind of getting that repeat business is how I've always tried to run my business. Uh, because I feel like if, if you want to work with me and you want to hire me to be your agent, my goal is to make sure that when you're ready to sell your house in five years, or when your brother-in-law is about to sell their house in a couple of years that I did a good enough job for you to recommend me to them or to use me again in the future. So I know a lot of agents right now, they just kind of go through just trying to get through the sale. It's chaotic. Mine is very much the best service that I could do. The easier my life is going to be in 10 years from now, because the clients are going to be just coming back to me and doing their repeat business then. Hmm. So, uh, so that's kind of how I've al- always tried to run my real estate business. Okay so
0: obviously your your last name's a little different it's jones <laughs> yeah but it's it, 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 is there what's the family history with that do you have any idea kind of what your background you know, is with that
1: or i'm you... i'm terrible with that if you <laughs> ask my mom she probably knows the, every last little thing about it but um it's i know just, it's,
0: jones is very easy to say but when you yeah, first look at it you have to kind of oh well, that makes sense it's jo- I, I just
1: tell it. people it's just jones it's jones it's just spelled weird <laughs> yeah. and it's j-o-e-n-s but i i know it's scandinavian hmm. And I believe originally it was, it was like Johns, like J O N S. Okay. And uh, somehow an E was thrown in there at some point through Mm -hmm. history. And now we're, we're Jones. And so the hardest part is anytime anybody asks my name, I have to spell it to them. I have to say it's J O E N S. They're like, why? What are you talking about? Yeah.
0: When you, yeah. When you hear Jones, you
1: don't necessarily think of that spelling. (laughs) And sometimes when you're signing up for something like on the phone, you just say, forget it. Just I'm signing up for a tea time, calling, calling into the book of tea time. They're like, what's your last name? It's just Jones, just Drake Jones. (laughs) I don't even care. So what, what brought you to St. George?
0: Obviously, uh, give me a little background kind of what led you to Southern Utah to St. George.
1: Yeah. So, uh, my wife and I met in California. I, I, I was growing up, I grew up in Colorado in Estes Park, Colorado. And then my wife and I were living in the Bay area, uh, working out there and, uh by then she was not my wife we were just dating not even engaged yet but my parents and my grandparents had moved to St. George and we had come out here a bunch of times as kids kind of on little little vacations playing some golf hanging out and uh once my parents and grandparents were here after a few years living in the Bay Area we just said it's so darn expensive we loved it right there was a lot of things about the Bay Area that we really like and every time we go back we're like man we miss it here but as soon as you start thinking about the price of living out there I mean I do decent here selling houses, but I'd have to sell three or four times the volume amount out there just in order to be, I mean, paying a mortgage mm. uh, in a lot of the area out there. So honestly, the price is the biggest thing that got us to switch over. And uh, we, on, actually it was New Year's Eve of 2016, well, 2015 going into 2016, we packed up the U-Haul truck and uh, we drove from the Bay Area to here and that's it. Wow. We've been here ever since. Yeah. Now you just had uh, you have a child as well, so we got to talk about your first kid. How how's that experience been? How's that changed oh, things? <laughs> I don't know if I give you an answer right now, it'll probably be a different answer in a week from now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But it's uh, it's been amazing. I mean, fatherhood is something that again, I was a lazy person, and being a father doesn't allow you to be a lazy person. <laughs> it doesn't let you just say, okay, I'm going to leave him in bed and let him cry. I mean, you it's a big, big responsibility and it changes just your per- perspective on everything in life. And I will say you don't realize, I mean, I, I know I love my wife to death and I'd do anything for her, but you don't realize what true love actually is mm-hmm. until you have a child. And when you have that child, you're like, man, like I'm responsible for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this, this, this kid depends on me to to breathe to to live to eat everything and so it's a completely different factor there for me is is kind of seeing stefan he's 18 months old now and uh seeing him get to the point where now he's he's a kid he's running around the house 18 months already wow 18 months old we (laughs) we actually got him his first putter the other day Uh (laughs) i got i bought him a little putter on amazon that extends it's a little rubber like miniature golf head but on our little putting green in the backyard he's that's that's the thing we gotta uh, we spent all this money on a great pool and this great big backyard and we have a tiny little 100 or i don't know how many square feet it is but i think it's like 350 square foot putting green and that's the thing he loves out of everything i said okay i like it (laughs) like you're (laughs) you're growing up to be like your dad but he's yeah he's all into the to the golf already yeah okay so the name what's his name again so his name is stefan so it's where did you get that (laughs) next segment (laughs) okay so no um uh stefan it's it's funny we actually had a lot of different names that we had been going around with for nine months Hmm. and by i would say month eight and a half is when we actually kind of decided on it and we decided on it pretty quickly once that name came up Hmm. um we were of course watching the warriors and uh, i'm a Major, I don't think a major Warriors fan is really the right word for yeah, it. Yeah. I'm to the point of, if the Warriors game is on, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, I um we were watching a game, and we had all these different ra- random names. We were thinking, and we were like, I don't know. I don't like that name. And then I just said, what about Stefan? Because hmm. Stefan Curry is on there. And we started thinking about it. We are like, well, we don't want to spell S-T-E-P-H-E-N, because people will call him Steven. Hmm. And so we said, what if we just spell S-T-E-F-E-N? because I mean, it's hard to mispronounce that. Yep. Some people might say Stefan, but there's no A in there. Mm. And uh so we said, you know what, that's, that's it. That's the name. And so even though yes, Stefan Curry kind of helped us get to the point of, of finding that name, very much. So it was more of just, we really liked the name Steph or Stefan mm. for him. And now that he's 18 months old I can't see him as anything other than a Steph Uh, and so everything he does he's like nope that's that's Stefan and I I can't even imagine a different name for him that's awesome that's
0: awesome are you planning on having any more kids at this point do you have any have you talked to about a number that you want to hit or is it just kind of obviously it might be a a different answer in a couple days (laughs) (laughs) so
1: it depends on how he slept the night before (laughs) I mean, I do think we would like to have at least one more kid Mm -hmm. Uh, We're it's one of those things where it's a lot easier said than done sometimes in terms of just uh, going straight to it. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, my hope is that uh, that we're blessed with that. But I mean, if Stefan is is uh, the one we get, then we're more than happy with that with him as well. Okay, So we obviously love basketball. Uh,
0: yeah. especially warriors is it all basketball. Is it really just something where it's all in on warriors or do you catch any other games or is
1: it really? So just- I'll, I'll do some, some sports betting on all the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I usually am pretty good at kind of, uh, I would say basketball out of all the sports is, is the sport that I can, I know what's about to happen in terms of a sports bet, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, I can, I can tell which players are going to be really good. So basketball is what I can really get dive deep into. Uh, but if I don't care what team it is, I, It all depends on how they're going to affect the Warriors schedule. Mm. Um, With that said, any team that LeBron is playing on is automatically my least favorite team. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be that way with with Carmelo Anthony in some Mm. ways, but it turned into just if LeBron is on the team, I just don't like that. You team.
0: have anything with uh, nuggets, obviously talk about Denver yeah. a little bit. I, I actually looked up your town because you mentioned it a few times and I didn't know where it was at. So I kind of had to research it a little bit Yeah, and, uh, it gets cold and it's really <laughs> high. I mean, it's it a does. high elevation and very cold place. Yeah. Well,
1: and that's a lot of the reason why my parents ended up moving to St. George mm. is because it was so high. It was cold and the altitude, I mean, we would get headaches every night. Mm. Uh, it's not easy to live up there, but Estes Park, Colorado is I mean, it's one of the most beautiful places in the in the country. It's right at the gateway of Rocky Mountain National Park. And so so yeah, I got into all of the Denver sports, right? I got into I'm still a huge Avalanche fan. I'm a big Rockies fan, even though they're miserable to watch. Um, I'm I'm a Broncos fan. I'm not a, a huge football fan. For some reason out of all the sports, like football's the one I'll sit and watch, but I don't get super excited about it. Even when the Broncos won the Super Bowl at Super Bowl fifty. I wasn't just i wasn't standing up and yelling was like hey cool we won but um but basketball hockey has been huge for me Uh, i played a little bit of hockey here and there but uh basketball hockey golf uh and then some baseball those are the three that have really Mm. been big to me now the nuggets um i grew up a nuggets fan but i grew up a nuggets fan before they ever really got good Mm. i mean i was i was a nuggets fan when they were not even winning 20 games a year Mm. they were horrible horrible way before the Carmelo Anthony days and so the Carmelo Carmelo came AI came I, I enjoyed it but that whole Carmelo situation just got me off of it and I almost despise the Nuggets now <laughs> and it's actually now probably my second or third least favorite team in the entire NBA mm-hmm. just because kind of growing up I loved it and it just kind of all turned on me when Carmelo happened. So we
0: just need LeBron to go to Denver and then you just have just
1: oh, yeah, spite
0: would just increase sure. that just burn burn the bridge there.
1: <laughs> I keep thinking every time they keep talking about, oh, what if LeBron and Steph Curry joined up? I'm like, how can I even root for the Warriors mm, then? I mean, wow. what do I do? Do I just <laughs> I, I don't know what to do if that situation happens. I, I don't think it will happen, but if it does, that could be that's going to be a complicated part uh, yeah, of my you life. You and I
0: like the sport betting once in a while. I mean, for yeah. me, it was something where my favorite team was my ticket. You know, there's a yeah. William Hill shirt that I, I should have bought. that just had a picture of my favorite team. It was just a William Hill, you know, over under ticket, you know, and that was what it was. But, I love in-game basketball is probably one of my favorites because you can see the ebb and flow of the game, and you can see how close it gets back to the original number and how yeah. teams will come back. So I've always liked in-game basketball well, more than just from the start of the game and then like I said with NFL it's just it's hard to get away from it cuz it's just everywhere and consuming during that time the same thing. It is. I kind of like watching the football but
1: once Get second half of the NBA season playoffs. I am all in. I love NBA playoffs. Well, and the one thing with football is I would like to see football go to all week, right? Mm. I mean, they've got games every day each week. I mean, for me right now, it's uh with basketball i mean you've got something to watch every single night yeah. of the week no matter yeah. what even yep. on all the holidays i mean you've got some type of game to watch and and the, usually the warriors will play every other night if not just every maybe two every two to three nights at the most and uh it, it, yeah it's fun for me and so the yeah with the live in-game betting right now all i can go and just say hey i want Dion waiters to score 15 points or more And then I want Clay Thompson to score 25 or more. And so then you can be rooting for players on each team just on if they score. You're like, yes, I need him to score more. And so I've found basketball betting to be kind of the most fun bets to make. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about golf. So obviously. Uh, that's, is that one of
0: the reasons you also moved to St. George from the Bay Area? You worked at a yeah. golf course, I believe, as well. So talk a little bit about your history with golf
1: and what yeah. got you to St. George. So I grew up a, a really good player. I grew up where golf was my life. I I, uh, I unfortunately lived in a place, fortunately, unfortunately, I, I loved it there. But uh, I lived in a place where you could only play golf April through the end of October at the most. And then the rest of the year, it's you can't and so luckily i was blessed i was able to have a a house we had a little uh we had a kind of a oversized garage that we had a hitting net in there so i'd hit all summer or i would hit all winter in there and then uh, my grandpa and i built a little kind of makeshift putting green back there for me to practice in the garage and so i was able to practice a little bit more throughout the winter time and then in the summertime i was i worked at the golf course eventually but then I would get to the golf course the second the sun came up and I wouldn't leave until the sun came down. And actually there's there's some pictures of me in the newspaper there in our hometown where I get my little Pontiac Bonneville and pull it up to the practice screen and just turn on the fo- turn on all the lights to the car and throw it onto the practice screen just so I could putt at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one time where the news guy actually came down. He took a picture. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm practicing." So <laughs> that that was me growing up. I just I was all in on golf, pretty much all in on golf, all in on girls, and all in on just being the center of attention when I was a kid. Uh, but I was not uh, I was not in for school by any means. I mm-hmm. never was. And uh, now there's been times in my life where I think I was like maybe I'd like to go back to school and study to be something, right? Because I feel like now I'm maybe mature enough to do it. Mm. But uh, yeah, I I wasn't, it took me a long time to mature to the point of realizing that life is not just golf. Mm. And uh, so after I got out of high school, I moved to Colorado Springs for a year, uh, University of Colorado there. And um, I joined their professional golf management program and uh, with their business school. And after one year of that, I realized... That, again, school just wasn't for me. So I was at an internship in Half Moon Bay, California, which I'll actually be there in a couple weeks here. But it's the Ritz-Carlton Golf Course, which... I honestly is where I learned a lot of how to be a good real estate agent as well. You kind of learn that Ritz Carlton customer service side of things. And so uh, I I, I learned there, I was the assistant professional there for two and a half years or so. And then I ended up buying, which was Butler golf. uh, And then I turned it into California custom golf, did a lot of golf club, making fittings lessons. And uh, it it actually turned into the point once I moved it to St. George that, a vast majority of my business was online and i was selling to people in dubai uh, in asia all over the place i actually had some some clients on uh, mauritius i don't know if you ever heard of mauritius but it's a random island off the coast of madagascar hmm. and i had a couple clients on that island and it's a tiny little island and they're the nicest guys in the world but they bought a ton of golf clubs from me and so it was kind of cool like I was able to have a business that I didn't really depend on the walk-in traffic, but I was able to continuously be talking to people from all around the world uh, to buy golf clubs and then make golf clubs for them. And then that led you to the real estate world. (laughs) Yeah, it led me to the real estate world. After I got out of the golf store, I, I wanted to just make golf fun again. I got my amateur status back, and then they ban you for a while. So I got banned for a year from playing amateur golf when I tried to get my amateur status back. And honestly, that kind of took me away from. It. I mean, you probably remember there was a time there where I you'd never saw me on the golf course.
0: Yeah, and I think early on, I was into golf as, as well. Probably yeah. basketball more, kind of hurt my knee, and then started playing golf a lot later. That's another reason I moved to St. George. But I see all the people that work in golf don't golf. No, they don't. Because that's what they're spending all day at the course, or they're yeah. just standing behind the counter, or they're, you know, fitting yeah. clubs, doing lessons, all that. And when they get done, they don't think about, hey, I want to go play 18 holes now. And they're like, I want to get away from it. So yeah. that's something I saw early on that I don't want to. I want it to still stay a hobby. I want it to be the recharge. I want it to be you know, money games tournaments. I still do all that type of stuff. But I never want to get full, full involved. And I've seen you get a lot happier with golf I, for with sure. your transition because you can actually go out and enjoy it. It's not a job, you know, it's
1: not an income source. It's not. I try, I try to just make it fun. And uh, I honestly like to play alone. I, I play alone the majority of the time. And a lot of that is because it's, it's my break. It's kind of my piece out there. I can be out there. I listen to music and just chill and and have a good time i can hit two or three golf balls so i don't play a lot with other people unless it's in say a big tournament or something like that but i'm starting to kind of get to the point again where i feel like i'm becoming a good player finally again uh the thing is being in the golf industry for a while and and working so much with clubs and track man seeing all that i feel like i know i know more about golf and the golf swing and the um and all the ins and outs of it than most people do the problem is in my own golf game i just haven't really put it together and now i'm finally getting back to the point where i feel like hey now i now I'm starting to act on what I actually know, which is a little bit more fun because I can play and actually feel like this is how I should be playing.
0: Uh, that's scary because you're already pretty darn good. And so if you're getting better, that uh, watch out, Southern Utah.
1: Carson <laughs> uh, Jones is coming at you. <laughs> I, I, You've the, always been a really good the, player. Uh, it's the Northern Utah guys got to watch out for. Like some of these kids, uh, <laughs> yeah. You play in the tournaments, and all of a sudden you get the BYU guys. You're like, okay, well, I guess I got to shoot a 64 today to have any chance. So you know, it's, I played in
0: Nevada, I played in California, played in Utah, and I would say, yeah, or. Utah has a really big group. It's got the longest state amateur in the world, yeah. like literally the longest continuous golf tournament in the world is in Utah. And the tournaments are usually pretty full. The payouts are really well. I go to other places and they're just smaller groups. They're more, you know, money games or just little men's clubs and stuff like that Utah's got a really strong group yeah. of golfers yeah, yeah they really do I mean Tony Finau is obviously the one that's made it the farthest recently but Zach Blair is no joke I mean he was really good there's just yeah. play Ogden there's
1: some guys that were really pretty good but they really are you don't think of Utah when you think of golfers but yeah. there's there's a lot of I mean the summer haze I mean Preston is going to be the real deal mm. golfer I mean yeah. I can tell you I'd, I'd be surprised if he doesn't win a major at some point here but uh, There's some golfers around here that are extremely, extremely good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, what else do you want to know about me? Any? Uh, uh, w- maybe, maybe kind of throw it on to you a little bit. Last week we did. Uh, we talked about your favorite books. Hmm. Yeah. I, I I'm more of an Audible type guy, oh, if, yeah. if anything. Yeah. But, uh, um, I'm trying to think what else I what else I would do with books. I mean, books, a lot of it is when I'm gifted a book, you know, I don't read a whole lot of books. I think I said a few weeks ago, probably the most recent book that I've sat down and read was maybe like the cat in the hat or green (laughs) egg, something (laughs) by Dr. Seuss at the most probably a book to my kid, but I I don't sit down and read. If anything, I'm in my car and listening to an audible book type thing.
0: So when you have an audio book, is there a certain genre? Is there something that you, you, if you were, if I was going to hand you an audio book, what would you want it to be on? Would it be sports? You know, what kind of genre do you think you'd actually be like, I'm going to listen to this whole thing or it's actually going to crack open a book? Is yeah. there any kind of thing that just, you can see yourself being excited about listening to?
1: So uh, sports for sure, but I especially like uh, nonfiction. Mm. Something that's, I like true stories. And then I like I, I like books about faith, especially if it's kind of both mixed in. So I, I, I like reading books about some athlete who it, reading books. I like listening to books about an athlete who is, uh, kind of talking about his, his spiritual journey throughout life and, uh, and kind of putting their, giving their Christian testimony, uh, within their book. And so I, I like reading that type of book just cause I think it applies a little bit more to me. Okay. Do you do podcasts at all? Is it something where you enjoy?
0: I mean, we're obviously doing this podcast, but yeah, is there any kind I'll, of particular genres of, of podcast that you would listen to? If,
1: yeah, I I have maybe two different podcasts that I listen to, and most of that is more business related. Most of that is more related to just uh, um, kind of growing wealth and and learning how to maybe be a little bit more smart within the within the business world and 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 maybe investing world. So I, I do a little bit of that, but not nearly as much. Even with the podcast, I'll probably just watch them on YouTube. Hmm. Yeah. Let's
0: talk. How did you meet your wife? I know you said did you meet her in California or was it in Colorado? I I, I remember you. Yeah.
1: So i moved to california in may of 2012 and in june of 2012 i was going to subway a lot subway is just the little sandwich shop there and one of the only place there weren't a lot of places to eat there and so it was the cheapest place that i could go to eat after work and so i'd go to subway a whole bunch and she was there she barely spoke any english whatsoever Hmm. and uh i kept getting the idea it's like she she gives me a different look and like she looks at me and she gives me a different smile and we seem to be awkward around each other you know and then all of a sudden it kept going on and by the end of June I said I'm gonna give this girl my number I'm just gonna see what happens and so I'd never do this I'd never give a female my number I'm terrified to even talk to them and I went out to my car and I had already gotten my sandwich so I I, I got my sandwich. Do you remember what kind? What sandwich was it? Oh, yeah. Remember? I know my wife could tell you what type of sandwich oh. it, was. it was. It's a <laughs> foot long on white with it's just the chicken strips, black olives, mayo ranch, and buffalo sauce. Like, it is pathetic. It's a horrible <laughs> sandwich. There's no vegetables whatsoever. But my wife, she could read that off every time. So I got my uh, green. I had a little green sticky note in there. And I wrote, hey, Karina, you should call me. And then I wrote my phone number and then I walked in and when I walk in, she's helping other customers. And I like kind of take, I'm like, Hey, excuse me, Karina. And I hand those to her so nervous. And I just book it out the door. (laughs) Well, I like at that point, I'm never, I'm never going back to subway ever. I can't. So (laughs) (laughs) sure enough, she, she didn't call me for a, a little while and things were going on in her life. And, uh, eventually she i got a text message and the text message was a little hey with the sandwich emoji and so i knew i was like oh this is this is the girl from subway and we started talking but actually we didn't really start dating for well over another 2 years is mm-hmm. when we actually started dating but we became really good friends before that and then the second we started dating honestly within a couple of days of actually being boyfriend or girlfriend, we knew immediately like this person is meant for me, mm. even though the language barrier was still significant. Mm. Um, she is from Mexico and she spoke very little English. Um, now you would have no idea that she mm. never yeah. spoke very good English. It's, it's, I mean, she waits tables at one of the fanciest restaurants in town. Uh, but she uh, yeah, right away, I, I knew like this person is for me and we actually moved in together within two months of starting to date. Mm -hmm. uh, My landlord actually was getting ready to sell the house. And so I had to get out of the house that I was in and she was living with her aunt and uncle. So I just said, Hey, I mean, how bad would it be if we moved in together? And of course we didn't tell my parents for a little while until after it was all, we were all settled in and, that was a whole nother scenario but now we look back at it we're so happy that we did because we started our life together and uh, we got a dog within a month of moving in together and that dog is still with us and when we look at it that dog actually was born pretty close to the exact same date that her and i actually started dating and so we see that dog We're like, man that she's been with us this entire time it's crazy to, cool. to see that we've had her all along what kind of dog is it she's a boxer pit bull oh, and okay. she's uh, i mean when you look at her, you think, oh, this dog might be aggressive, but she's the biggest love ever. Mm-hmm. And we got her a golden retriever as well. So her and her golden retriever sister are best friends. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I mean, other than that, I mean, about me, it's uh, pretty much for me, it's just family, faith, and and work right now. I, I, I'm, I'm very big into my faith, and sometimes I wish I was much bigger into my faith, of mm-hmm. course. Um, uh, like we've said in the past, we live in a place that – Um, being just a a non-denominational Christian or uh, um, maybe a Christian who's not associated with the LDS church, it it can be a little bit different living around here. Um, With that said, I've kind of realized that um, everybody is still looking for the same goal, right? Everybody's still looking to get as close to Christ as they can in their own way, in their own culture and whatever religion they've got. And and I've really found that my way to Christ has just been through a very personal relationship, one-on-one with him. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because I've seen a lot of, I, especially in St. George, you get a lot of opinions, right? You get a lot of opinions like, oh, you're not doing this right. You're not doing this right. And I've learned for myself that um, I can't think of myself as perfect anymore. Mm-hmm. And I say that on here because it's become such a big part of my life that I, uh, I've i learned that it's impossible to be anywhere close to perfect. And for me, I've realized that I'm super, super guilty of so many different things in my life, but I'm forgiven. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the big Portion of my life that I would say I'd like to just tell everybody else about. I, I I love how C.S. Lewis basically
0: puts it. Until you know that you're flawed, and that, that you've sinned against whatever that that you need a savior. You know, you can't get saved until you need a savior. And then yeah. when you make that first conclusion that that you are flawed, that there is. A morality out there there is a god that has things he prefers and things he doesn't but gave us a path to be saved through that i think that's when the whole book opens
1: and it does. that's where the whole
0: it does yeah the idea of what the whole good news is all about what the whole gospel is all about yeah. is it comes down to that
1: well and and i'm again i'm not a book reader i mean i i would be lying if i told you that i've read the bible from cover to cover <laughs> it's it's one of those things where that's just not where i am but it's it's amazing because even though god is invisible you can very much have a personal one-on-one relationship that you feel closer to him than anybody else on earth even though you can't see him and maybe you haven't even read every word that he he wants you to be reading Mm. but at the same time I've really been able to get uh, kind of a different perspective on life Uh, yes since I was a kid but more and more as I grow older because now I realize what it all means Mm. and uh, it's it's one of those things where I I I just encourage, I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I go to a listing appointment here in St. George and they say, oh, well, are you LDS? And I'll, I'll be straight up open with them and say no. And you know what, if, if I lose a client over that, which I have actually many times, um, that's okay. And I realize that if that's the reason that you don't want to work with me, then I I don't want to work with you either. Yeah.
0: And it is something where, when you hear Utah, whenever you go out of the area, people will think of a couple of things, either snow, you know, snow, skiing, winter Olympics might pop in their head because that's such a predominant part. Maybe the Utah Jazz, that's obviously the, mm-hmm. the professional team, the soccer team is pretty popular. Um, the next thing, obviously, is that dominant faith that's in that is in uh, Utah. And I found in my time in southern Utah moving here in 2005 that it has changed a little bit more. There's definitely been more of an influx of other cultures kind of coming into St. George. Definitely. So it has changed a little bit. There isn't necessarily a feeling where if you're not of a dominant faith that you're not going to get business, you know, there's still, and it, it has to be a little bit more of a melting pot here in Southern Utah than it was because so many people are, are discovering Southern Utah. You got the world senior games, you've got the marathon. That's very big that just happened. Then you've got the, um, uh, Ironman, the big yeah. Ironman. Yeah. They're doing the national championship here. So you are getting a lot more people into the area, but I found that's one of the things that gravitated to me, your love of golf, basketball, and of course our faith, we can just kind of share that together and feel like yeah. we're not necessarily on an island when it comes to that. But yeah. there's
1: definitely been some times where people would prefer to work with that, with of the course. faith and, that, and that's understandable. And, and that's, that's okay. Totally yeah. That's yep. that, so be it. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of faiths around the world would do the exact same yep. thing. Yep. And, and that's totally fine. I mean, for me, there's, I have a lot of friends in St. George who are LDS and I have a lot of friends who are not. Mm-hmm. And I don't really look at either of them differently and I don't think they look at me differently either. So um, it's uh, it's one of those things where you really just have to learn to be yourself and to focus on what you truly um, uh, what you truly feel in your heart. And I feel like this is just kind of what's come to me ever really since I was a very young kid with my parents. And now as I get older and older, it's so much easier to drift away from it, but it's also so much more powerful when actually uh, uh, when you actually realize the truth.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny wh- listening to your story about that. I was the same way with school. It wasn't something I was really into. I could literally just read the page, almost memorize it, pass the test. My wife hated it. She always had to study, 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 study. Yeah. I could just boom, read it, done, memorize, pass the test, move on. yeah you know and it was something where a lot of times the, the questions I could figure out just by reading the question which answer it most likely is and but it was something where I never was a book, book person at all. And as I become closer to Christ, my book reading has dramatically increased. And going through the book, I mean, it's funny, you, you start with Genesis. If you can make it past Leviticus, you might make it. But boy, that <laughs> book is like just boom, hitting the wall. Yeah. But it, yeah. it really is just, yeah, I encourage you obviously to just try to read it as much as you can. Start with Luke. I think that's one of the better ones to start. John, that's just really good to, yeah. to start down the road. Then you can start getting into tough stuff like Ooh. Numbers and
1: Kings and well, And, <laughs> and, 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 and one of the things about Exodus, I mean, the second book of the Bible watch some videos on that because you can see in person today well a lot of times you're not allowed to get into saudi arabia but there's places on earth that literally are word for word exactly what exodus says Mm. um and so it, it you can watch them all on youtube and you can see actually i mean as you're reading this book that was written thousands of years ago you can actually see the exact spots on planet earth right now where that happened. And it's obvious when you see them when they're there. I mean, just, uh, just alone where, where, uh, um, where Moses, he, uh, he hit the rock and the Mm -hmm. rock started flooding out. Mm -hmm. You can see that rock right now out there. (laughs) And if you get on YouTube, it's pretty crazy. And, and one of those things is there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of times where you can see something that was written that long ago and it still exists. And the proof is pretty clear. Mm. Um, especially when you go and look for the proof, it's, it's not that hard to find. And so that's kind of what I found interesting. And I, I hope to be able to travel a lot more later on in my life to see a lot of these things that, um, that I've always wanted to like that.
0: Yeah. That's something my wife and I, my wife's a little leery about going to some of those places because of the, way women can get treated or the, you know, the clothing they have so. to wear yeah. and stuff like that. So she's a little leery about that, but I've kind of showed her some videos. Hey, it's not that in all the places that you're going, because it is a yeah. a lot of yeah. different faiths also celebrate some of these holier areas. Well, I mean, you could Somebody go to Israel go to and yeah. I, mean, I could wear this in Israel, no problem. Yep. Yeah. And we went to Rome and absolutely loved Rome. It yeah. was one of those things where it was a religious experience, more for me than her. She wasn't quite at that stage, but going to Rome, going to Vatican City, I mean, it was just, I loved it, absolutely yeah. loved it. I mean, you had basically gelato pizza church gelato pizza church gelato, you know the whole way and it was just amazing and how old some of the things and how large some of those things were yeah but that that changed my i wasn't a big travel person either until we did that trip so yeah but uh it was great to get to know you anything else? Well, let's say this what's going to be on your tombstone if you if you wanted to wrap it all up and somebody walked up to carson i think it's jones jones <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're gonna misspell my name. They're gonna mis-
0: mispronounce it. Until you look at it, as, oh yeah, it's just Jones. Okay. Yeah. Uh what's gonna be on your tombstone? What would you
1: say? Okay, this Man, is I,
0: this is what I would wanna
1: sum up if somebody came up to me. That's tough because honestly your answer the other day was so good. <laughs> I loved your I loved your answer. And and uh so your your answer was you love yep, love your family. Yep. Um
0: Yeah, it was like it was it was wife, I mean sweetheart, yeah, lucky there kind of thing love to play golf, you know, love what I do for a living and love my God. I mean, those are the ones that I if it's on a tombstone, that's what I want.
1: You know, above that, what I'll, what I'll just say, I think that's perfect. I mean, golf, my family and, and God are, uh, are all extremely important to me. I would, I would almost change that for just sports in general, Hmm. but I would love to be able to play golf, the same week or if not the same day that I died Hmm. I think that would be kind of cool Hmm. even if I didn't know it was going to happen on the back kind of thing is that what you'd (laughs) hope sure but I think it'd be it'd be awesome to do what I uh, what I love to do especially yeah with my son with my wife whoever but do that on the same day if not that at least the same week that I was going to die I think that'd be a cool way to go out cool
0: well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Answer, uh, Put any comments, like, and subscribe. We'd love to have you be a part of the show if you have any topics. Uh, we got a bunch more topics that are lined up for the show. We try to drop these every Tuesday for you. Uh, but hopefully you got to know Carson a little bit better, got to know me a little bit better. And uh, please comment, like, and share. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Clear to Close Podcast.